This podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Not cool, man. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. I couldn't help myself. Oh, the man. last episode is 10 listens, by the way. <laughs> People probably saw the runtime and they're like, oh, fuck, these yeah. guys. I'm sorry, Liam. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can, you can be. As mad soon as you started laughing, I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> you knew what I was gonna say. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Thundercast. My name is Christian. My name is Lucas, and I'm Liam. Here of another podcast that just talks about movies. Today's episode is sponsored by the Olivias. It's the Oscars, but for women. Yeah, and Greta Gerwig is nominated in every category, every single one of them, yeah, except for the them. one that Taika Waititi won. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and uh, we're coming to you live from uh, the Dolby Theater one day after the Oscars because they just kind of let us walk in. Yeah, once once the famous people are gone, they don't give a shit. Hey, what? What is this? Is it? That's an Oscar. That's an Oscar. Oh, man. Someone left one under the seat. I mean, it's not as big as my... Uh, sorry, it's not... Oh, I fucked it up. <laughs> it's not as big as my Olivia, but... Oh, yeah. Uh, that joke doesn't work. Oh, whatever. Okay. Well, anyway. we're into it now. We're <laughs> yeah. committed. Yeah, we're committed. <laughs> uh, this episode is uh, kind of like an Oscars hangover episode a little bit. Yeah, and, that's a good way to put uh, it. We're also going to talk... Yeah, fuck it. That's where, It's an yeah, Oscars, Oscars hangover. hangover. Yeah. Uh, you guys know the drill. What is our ingestion? Uh, Liam, I'll let you field it first. Because I think um, Lucas and I have a few things. We all have one thing in common. Yeah. Lucas so. and I have one thing in common. Right, yeah. So. Yeah, so I'll give the one thing none of you guys saw out of the way and then just get to, uh, and then we can just all kind of talk about the same things together. All right. Which has been a lot more common lately, I've noticed. Yeah. Yeah, good for us. Um, <laughs> all on the same page. What a cohesive so. unit. With work, I ended up going to see uh, Jumanji 3. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How's that? Um, it was all right. I mean, like, it's kind of just more of what you enjoyed from the last one. And, okay. Um, I will say this is where a rare time I will talk positive about this individual, but Kevin Hart actually did a pretty good impression of yeah. Danny Glover. Yeah. Nice. Good for him, too. Right on. Um, I mean, like, The Rock as, uh, Danny DeVito, or Dan- The Rock as Danny DeVito was kind of off-putting at first. Right. Just because I'm like, the only reason you chose Danny DeVito is because he's a popular meme right now. He, he's, yeah, and you, also you've he's, said that for a while. He's yeah. been a popular meme for a long but time. But notice how oversaturated <laughs> it's become lately. because he's on, he's on a great TV show. Yeah, and, al- and also Danny DeVito is just a funny guy. Yeah, And exactly. also, like, Danny DeVito is, like, the polar opposite of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So, <laughs> exactly. You know, so was you a squirrely teenager. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, maybe uh, not in a couple of years. Um, but, like, uh, I don't know, it was enjoyable enough. Uh, uh, again, like, uh, there, there, like, there were some cool moments, and uh, it is cool to see parts of, like, Alberta there. Oh, right, they yeah, did they did film. all the mountain stuff. Yeah, oh, and, right like, on. There were, there's one location in particular where I'm like, I feel like I recognize this. But then again, a lot of areas in Kananaskis kind of look the same. Could you imagine if, like, you were... This is popping in my head, but if, if you were in a movie and you didn't know it, <laughs> and then you were just, like, like you happen to be an extra, they were shooting on the street, and then you're watching the movie in the theater, and you're like, is that me? <laughs> That's me! <laughs> well, yeah, it would be like that time over the summer when uh, I when uh, we accidentally found the Ghostbusters set. And, uh, like, imagine <laughs> if I walked on her and didn't know, and, and you just... just decide to use Mateko as <laughs> Keep your eyes peeled, everybody. Uh, go Buster's Afterlife. Look out for... Well, you don't know what Liam looks like. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, maybe you um, do. Well, he looks know. like Ryan Seacrest. You're in a sketch or two, no. aren't you, on the Thunder Lizard channel? No, you're not. Not not his face, at least. Not his face. No. No, never your face. You're, you're in an egghead. Um, I like to remain an enigma. <laughs> Liam is anonymous. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, that's the, I mean, overall, like, uh, again, I say I enjoyed it, but I also don't remember a whole lot from it. So if that's, that's fair. That's, that's how I felt about the first Jumanji movie, or not the first one, I guess, technically second the second one. I was like, that was fun. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tried to watch it again recently. I fell asleep. Not because I was bored, just because I was tired, but... Yeah, I was just like, this happened? Yeah. <laughs> Man. I remember I remember uh, one of the Jonas Brothers shows up at yep. one point. And he's back in this one. Oh. Back again. Uh, <laughs> Wait, wrong band. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then the one thing I watched that all three of us could talk about together is uh, Christian and I watched uh, the finale to His Dark Materials together. My I dark, did, my I did too, material? but separately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we all probably watched them on the same night, though. Probably probably around the same time, yeah. Yeah. Funny, we actually were thinking, like, we should have invited Lucas, but he was probably busy. No, I usually I usually work evening, so yeah. yeah. Um, I liked it a lot. I did too. I thought it was, it was a very very really cool. Uh, yeah, it was a very fitting finale. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of leaves you with the option to do a second season, which we we know they are. But if it were to end, I think it's cool. Like yeah. I would I would be disappointed that it didn't keep going, but I think it's it works. Yeah, but like like yeah, the, I, I see what you mean. Like the the story of that season has did conclude. Yeah, there was there was no like there's still hanging threads, obviously, but the main arcs of that season happened yeah exactly yeah. And, and they finished and, and it's yeah, sorry it's not like the movie where like it ends at a very awkward place after scenes being told out of order where it's like yeah i remember i remember it like like they're just like wandering off into the snowstorm or something like that yeah yeah it was weird I, I'm I'm actually very surprised at how much I like Lin Manuel Miranda as Lee Scoresby. Oh, Scoresby, yeah. he's the only Scoresby I know. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not comparing him. It's just when I assumed it was kind of a gimmick. Uh, hiring yeah. Lin Manuel Miranda to be in this series because I know he's a fan of the books, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. Every time I see him in something that's not on stage, he seems kind of awkward, like a little bit, like he like he's just being a little bit too stagey. We've talked about this camera. before. I yeah, think. yeah. I, think uh, I, don't, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, well, but it's two no. very different mediums to perform in. Oh yeah, definitely. Acting, stage acting, and screen acting are very different. Yeah. Uh, the screen acting is much smaller. Yeah. Uh, so you have to exaggerate your performances. Yeah, more. exactly. Yeah, on on stage. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I I really really liked Lin Manuel Miranda as Lee mm. Scoresby. He 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 totally sold me. Yeah, I like agree. 100%. I mean, from my minimal knowledge of the character and knowing that he's played by Sam Elliott, drastic, drastically different people. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that. Uh... Uh, what is it? Uh, McAvoy uh, cemented himself in the end as kind of a perfect Azriel. He was so good as Azriel. Mm-hmm. Like, like, he, like, even in the first episode when we first see him, uh, I was kind of like skeptical at first, but then, like, he he like grabs Lyra's arm and slams her against the table. Yeah, and I'm like, oh shit, yeah, he's got he's got the in- intensity that he needs. Nice. Yeah, like, and it <laughs> would it would be really one thing I was nervous about is that given McAvoy has become like such a huge star or whatnot, I was scared that there would be a bit of trouble differentiating and whatnot. Mm. And, like, just not falling into, like, other McAvoy performances. But I felt like he really made it his own and, like, really captured the intensity of a character from the books. Yeah, he really yeah. split those performances. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, I think he's really good. Um, yeah, my, Minor liked, spoilers for his dark materials, but he uh, he's a total piece of shit. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. a dick. Yeah, he's a total dick. I don't yeah. want to spoil anything because it's, it's recent, but... Yeah. He's a total piece of shit. Oh, yeah, you were, Christian was pretty shaken up by one thing that happened. Oh, like, oh man, I was so sad. Oh, I, I think I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Oh, well. yeah. <laughs> I, I do really like, uh, there was a slight change from the books. I think, I don't know if Liam has told you about this, but uh, Will's storyline doesn't happen till book two. Yeah, like, yeah. He doesn't appear till book two at all, but I think it makes perfect sense to bring him in earlier. Set him up and, early just yeah. so that makes sense. For Ember, our season. little thing set up that uh, a fr- uh, somebody we know uh, pointed out to me 
that like when he's caring for his mom or whatnot, he's making omelets. I pointed that out. Yeah, somebody. Yeah. It was yeah. me. No, uh, you, you Tanya got pointed it out, person. and then I told you. Yeah, yeah and, then, uh, and I was like, oh, that's that's a clever little detail. I like that. <laughs> it's cute. Um, yeah. but yeah, no, uh, great finale. Can't wait for season two. No, I am stoked. I, I there's some there are some scenes in season two. I'm really looking forward to. Oh yeah, yeah. That's good. That time traveling knife. I'm really I'm really excited for. Uh, uh, was it for uh, for Scorbisby's whole story? In the oh, me too. One? That's that's the main thing I was I was looking forward <laughs> he to. He has a lot more to do in the second book, I assume. Yeah, he kind of has like his yeah. own like little kind of side quest almost. Cool. Yeah, and nice. also I just love saying Seraphina Pecola. Seraphina. Seraphina Pecola. That's so yeah. fun to say. Yeah, it's like gentle dental. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a place in Calgary called Gentle Dental. Yeah. <laughs> This is fun to say. <laughs> gentle Dental. Serafina Pecola. Serafina Pecola. Dr. Serafina Pecola. Gentle Dental. That was an aesthetically, not aesthetically, but that was like an, a pleasing sentence. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice to listen yeah, to. Yeah, not you. like, <laughs> fuck you, Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great sentence. No, uh, yeah, awesome. I, I really enjoyed it as well. It was really, really good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they're doing that, uh, that story justice finally. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, bear fight. Uh, bear fight bear fight was very different from in the books i loved yeah. it I, I i loved it too a lot of people were mad because they didn't have armor on give me more bear i fight. mean that's not like <laughs> i just didn't like the way it the way they shot it in the end yeah I, in the book there's there's a really cool ending but i don't want to spoil it yeah, <laughs> yeah. Book's old but still yeah anyway um cool is that that's everything there liam yeah that's everything i saw you told me to stick to two so i did <laughs> i was hoping you weren't gonna say that <laughs> all right lucas go ahead all right well i'll talk about the thing that i think that i saw that i don't think either of you saw i saw parasite yeah we haven't seen yeah, it yet. yeah it's it's good yeah it's real good i'm really excited yeah, to watch I, it. I i think uh I, I saw this thing about someone screaming about how Joker didn't win Best Picture, oh, for and he was sake. so mad that it was Parasite that won. He's like, when you have Joker, a movie that's all about how the rich look down on the poor, I'm like, you should watch Parasite. Yeah, I'm pretty like it. I've been told that Parasite is a perfect showcase for late stage capitalism. That's what I've heard. No, yeah. it's 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 all it's about class, like 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 hundred percent, no hiding it. It's it's all about how different classes interact and. And how and how much the rich really do look on, look down on the poor, even when they're being nice to them. Yeah, it's 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 an excellent movie. Uh, the writing's great, the acting's great, everything about it is very very good. I heard they're doing a TV series. They are HBO is yeah, yes. and I believe Mark Ruffalo is attached. I believe so, and it's apparently it takes place between the scenes of the movie, so it takes okay. place in, during events of the movie. Okay, but like between scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how yeah, there's, there's accomplish a, in, it. Yeah, in the movie, there's lots of twists and turns that are a lot of fun, and like a lot of scenes where you're like, "Oh, just, just, just do it, just do it, just do it," sort of thing. And uh, it's it's very exciting. It's not. I don't think it's quite my favorite movie of the year. I think that I think that goes to 1917. But uh, but would you argue that it's probably the best of the year? Maybe I don't know. Uh, I think I think 1917 is the best crafted movie of the year. Fair enough. I uh, I think that parasites up there but i also think that knives out is up there and the academy didn't seem to think that yeah but whatever <clears throat> i mean like uh, uh <laughs> summer too <laughs> yeah no i mean uh I, it's a movie i really want to watch i've liked um pretty much everything i've seen of bong joon ho mm-hmm. i've only seen snow, snow the before this the only thing i'd seen was Snowpiercer, which was very good i've seen bits lot. and pieces of the host yeah, the host mm. is really cool and okja from what i've seen of it was pretty cool yeah right on yeah, he's a very talented man oh yeah definitely and he's he's very charming yeah oh boy well, he's, he's, he's so he's adorable did you watch any of his <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it but did you watch any of his speeches from last night uh i watched i watched a couple uh or at least one so parasite won four 
Oscars last night. Mm-hmm. He personally won two. Yeah. Uh, and during his speech, he was just like, all right, I'm going to go drink now. And then he like <laughs> yeah, walked that. off stage and then he won the, another Oscar. And he's like, all right, guess I'm drinking till Monday. <laughs> <laughs> no, and also like, it's so, it's really awesome that like uh, the Academy has finally really recognized a foreign film. But not and the way in which they recognize yes, it. Yes, because it's, like, it's, yeah, go on. Because I can think of many times that movie that a number of foreign films have been so disregarded and treated with so little respect. Oh Pan's yeah, Labyrinth. definitely. <laughs> yeah, one one thing that uh, makes me kind of laugh about Parasite winning Best uh, Picture, it's all these rich people voting for this movie that's about how rich people are bad. How <laughs> rich people suck. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Apparently they're like, yeah, we do suck. Or they misinterpreted it. I don't know. Yeah, it probably misinterpreted it. I did, I did see uh, one person say, it's like, I love how Parasite's about how you just can't trust the people who you hire to run your life. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, that's not, no, okay. <laughs> that's <laughs> Did wrong. you watch the movie? <laughs> yeah, I plan, I plan on watching it this week. So Yeah, all right. And uh, one, uh, I guess uh, we can talk about um, one of my favorite, actually two of my favorite shows has ended. Uh, I'll quickly talk about BoJack because BoJack Horseman ended. It was wonderful. Ended the same weekend as uh, The Good Place. So it was a very emotional weekend. Yeah, it was tough. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, I think that BoJack Horseman is an excellent series uh, for many reasons. But one of them is it's kind of about just an era of a group of people's lives. Right. It's, right. it's it's not about their whole lives. It's about this one specific era, the, like this this six year period, because by the end it's very obvious that this era is over. Yeah, and I've heard how it ends, mm-hmm. and wow, it seems very powerful. It, it's it's so it's very very good. From what you've described to me, it sounds like what a lot of shows uh, try to be about, but it doesn't really, but it never really comes across fully. I think I think so. Yeah, I think BoJack is one of the few. Uh, Shows that really captures how complicated a lot of people are, yeah, and how from the outside we can look at them and be like, yeah, he's a piece of sh- he's a piece of shit, she's a piece of shit, whoever is, they're horrible. But like BoJack really dives into why they are the way they are mm-hmm. and who mm-hmm. they are and like what they've been through, and that doesn't and they, they, that doesn't in the show that no point does that ever vindicate them or erase their sins or anything, but. It's just a it more kinda... nuanced understanding of how these people become who they are. Right. So, uh, right. One of one of our friends told me that there's a lot of themes of uh, intersectionality in there and the way it like yeah. portrays people and like uh, their identity and all of that. Oh yeah, definitely. And I, I think I tweeted about this, but one one thing I found really cool is at one point a woman goes on antidepressants and they work, they do wonders for her, but as a side effect, she starts to gain weight. Right. And it's never mentioned. Never, it's never, never like up. mocked or like framed as, framed as negative. The only time it's mentioned is she was worried she would gain weight if she went on meds, and her boyfriend's just like, "So, yeah, <laughs> it's actually something I could personally relate to in some ways." No, yeah, and it's it's wonderful because like, and she never loses that weight in the show. She's like that for the rest of the show. But How do they animate that? They just like slowly over time. Well, make like her, there's her design a little larger, sort of, but also like there is a bit of a time jump between uh, like the first eight episodes and the second eight episodes. Oh, okay. and that's kind of where that happens. Uh, but it's no, no one ever like brings it up. It's it's lovely. It's a good. lovely show. Um, and yeah. now the good place. Now the good place. Oh boy, I'm so uh, sad it's done. I know, me too. But I'm glad it's done. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I, Kristen Bell said in an interview, uh, good, the the length of the good place is kind of a metaphor for the human experience, right? Because it's just a little bit, little bit too short, and you want more. 
Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fuck off. I'm going to cry over a tweet. <laughs> God damn That's it. That's actually kind of thoughtful. Yeah, yeah right? I and I don't it. even watch the show. Yeah, it's like, I feel like it's like killing grandma. Like, you, you, you know, you want her to be around, but you got to put her down. Right? That's <laughs> pretty grim, dude. I mean, you kind of said the same thing, just darker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I, I think the finale was probably, I would argue it's one of the best finales that has been, uh, in the past decade. I would, I would agree. Yeah. I think the, the, the moral, uh, not the moral, just the, the stuff that they bring up in terms of what moral philosophy means and also just like what the afterlife is, is like probably kind of like, like if it, if, if it does or does not exist and, and the choices that they give the characters at the end of the series. Yeah, and, and it's it's not as simple as, uh, oh, you're happy forever. Yeah. It's it's much more complicated than that, and I think much richer than that. Yeah. It's not just a happily ever after. It's it, it's an end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It is an end, yeah. as far as we know. <laughs> right? Um, and uh, all I got to say, I got to say two things about it. I don't want to spoil anything, but Liam, when you do get to this point, I hope it affects you the way that it affected Lucas and I. And one is it's like waves returning to the oh. sea. Uh, and, uh, you want to know? I, started, I, I literally just started to tear up. Uh, yeah, it's a little much. Want to yeah. know what's really funny, guys? What? So the first time Christian told me about this show, it's before we started doing the podcast, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to watch this. It sounds like just another quirky TV sitcomy type thing. That's kind and, of how it starts. And yeah. the more one, you guys have told me about it, it has kind of made me want to watch it because it does it. seem I like something like I would enjoy. Yeah, yeah. I, I really think you'll enjoy it because mm-hmm. they bring up so much. Uh, and it, they make they make philosophy accessible to people. They do, and like it is a wacky sitcom, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But also, it's it's a lot deeper than that, one hundred percent. And then the other thing I have to say, uh, just to round out the good place conversation, is keep it sleazy. <laughs> Again, when you see it, it'll make perfect fucking sense. Yeah, yeah. That was I that because I watched the episode. I watched um the last four episodes um in one night. And the Latin, when it finished, I texted Lucas and I was just like, keep it sleazy. Yeah. <laughs> and then Lucas just sent me a, a, a gif of a wave. And I was like, you <laughs> bastard. <laughs> Again, it would make more sense if you've seen it. But yeah, he sent me yeah, a gif of a out wave. Out of context, you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? If you about? looked at that conversation, you'd be like, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> but he and I both got it. And then, and then you sent me a gif of like a baby crying. Then I think I sent you a gif of Janet wailing awkwardly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, that's uh, is that it? That's 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 it for me. That's yeah. Lucas's ingestion. Um, I haven't ingested a whole lot. Um, I've started reading my favorite, a uh, rereading my favorite book of all time, which should, is called. I should have mentioned I've started that book also. You started it. I read the first uh, chapter and a half. Good for you, Liam. It's called Generation X: uh, Tales for an Accelerated Culture by Douglas Coupland. Uh, he is a, a Canadian gem and my favorite author. The book is about three characters, Andy, Deg, and Claire, who uh, live in Palm Springs, California, and pass the time with each other by telling each other short stories. Bedtime okay. stories is what they like to call them. Okay. And each story kind of reveals a little bit more about the character and, and like, who they are. There's really no conflict. There's really nothing else going on. It's just like them bumming it around. It's like a it's a slacker book. Or a, a moment story. A moment's book, yeah. And yeah. And, I, and it's my favorite book of all time. And uh, I'm rereading it just because I want to it. I want to con- make that concrete. I've read it a dozen times, but I just, again, want to <laughs> read it again just to be like, yeah, yeah, this is right. What was it called? Generation X? Generation X, uh, yeah. Christian right. gave me a copy, and I was like, oh, sweet. I wanted to read this for a while. Yeah. This is like 10 bucks. So I was like, fuck it. Here you go. book came out in like 94 or 93, so it's uh, it's... Well, I'm 27, 25 years old. So, or no, twenty six years old. I don't can't do math. But. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also uh, went. I watched Groundhog Day. 
uh, on Groundhog I've, I've Day. I've never seen Groundhog Day. It's really good. Yeah, really. Um, it's uh, it definitely makes you feel for Bill Murray because I think the movie's about Bill Murray. It's not about Groundhog Day. It's not about <laughs> it. It's about how Bill Murray can be a total piece of shit mm. and then learn to not be a piece of yeah, shit. Bill's okay. a dick. Yeah, he's a total piece of garbage. <laughs> also, it's the first movie Michael Shannon ever made. That is true. Oh, yeah, he is in it. Yeah, he has like maybe two lines and something like that. Yeah, and yeah, it's something about a prom or that hurt them being pregnant or whatever. Uh, good film. And then uh, I went to a concert or a show. I should say a small show. Uh, for a band called Time Boy, who uh, I know of a few of the people in the band, but then the band that played after them is called Fuck Boy. And <laughs> I was moshing, and uh, somebody headbutted me, and I got a concussion. So, oh, shit. Yeah, so if I sound a little funky on this one, I apologize because yeah, yeah. my brain is fucking scrambled. Yeah. <laughs> to make it fully clear, everything below his head works fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it does. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but then again, some could argue that I, I've probably had a concussion since the first episode of this podcast. <laughs> Before we move on, Liam, I just wanted to mention something about uh, Michael Shannon. In Knives Out, uh, I was rewatching the eat shit scene. Um, and did, did, you, did you hear what uh, Michael Shannon said in response to that? What did he say again? He, he said, I will not eat one iota of shit. <laughs> Uh, yes, 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 yes. I'll not eat one I wanted, iota. I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was funny. It's a good line. <laughs> All right, everybody, we're going to take a quick break and uh, we'll come back with our uh, Oscar hangover slash what makes a movie important conversation. And I remember like, I was pointed at a wall. I was like, hey, Johnny's like, yeah, I'm like, what if a Kool-Aid man just burst through his wall? And oh, just... fuck, that was funny. I, like, oh, yeah. And he said to me, like, that would honestly be horrifying. And I was like, what? <laughs> what, he, what his reasoning was, if my entire life had been totally normal and fine up until this point, and then suddenly a giant anthropomorphic glass of Kool-Aid burst through the wall, yeah, I'd be pretty fucking scared. Yeah, he says, yeah. my life has been pretty normal. <laughs> And, like, how does the Kool-Aid man, if he's breaking through a wall, he's just glass. How does he not shatter on the other side? <laughs> it's, like, bulletproof glass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, then I imagine, like, him being, like, a like a terrorist or something. <laughs> and people try to shoot him, and the bullets are just bouncing off. <laughs> and one actually gets, and the Kool-Aid starts spilling out. And he's like, oh, no, no. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> Try to pull out some duct tape or something or get another jug of Kool-Aid to yeah. pour more in. <laughs> he <need a> transfusion. <laughs> he just gets a hose and just yeah. shoves it. Just pouring, someone's pouring water in one side and someone's pouring in powder on the other. Dang it, I should draw that like a Kool-Aid yeah, man. Do. Just try to pull more. All right, we're back uh, to the Thundercast. Uh, that was a slight break, obviously, for you. It was shorter than it was for us. Um, uh, we're going to cover the winners of the 2020 Oscars right now, uh, going from what they did in their order. So it's going to be a little different than our uh, Oscars 2020 episode that came out uh, last week. Uh, or I guess it would be two weeks. I don't know. I don't, we'll see when this episode comes out. I keep Who taught you out of count? I keep fucking around <laughs> with the schedule, so I don't know. Whatever. Uh, so... Right off the hop, let's just get right into it. Best Supporting Actor, Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in hey, Hollywood. Hey, yeah, yeah. Good cool That's his first it. acting. His first acting Oscar. Is it? Because right, yeah. they won a producer's one. Yeah, he's for... won like Best Picture and stuff like that. Yeah, because yeah. he was a, but... it was a producer on um, 12 Years a Slave. Uh, 12 Years a Slave. Yeah. So like, uh, it's really cool to see him uh, get an acting nom. 
because outside of the fact that that's probably my favorite Brad Pitt performance. Oh, 100%. Yeah, he's so good in it, too. He should have, like, been nominated for lead, but yeah. it's not his movie, so. I mean, I mean, it's kind of an ensemble film. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, he's the character who everybody remembers, one who's just cool. He's Yeah, he is the coolest. Like, that's basically most of the characters he plays. Like, yeah. that guy's just cool. Yeah, and... That's actually what inspired our cool characters bracket fight thing that we'll come oh, up with a okay. better name with for eventually. Uh, hey, uh, Christian. What? I'm the devil, and I'm here to do the devil's business. Nah, pretty sure it was dumber than that. <laughs> uh, you haven't seen it yet, have I you? I have not, no, no. So That joke will make more sense when you watch it. Yeah, I, have, I, I haven't watched uh, many Tarantino movies, honestly. Yeah, I don't think he fits you. No, he's not really not really to my taste. I did really like Django Unchained. Yeah. And yeah, Inglorious yeah. Bastards. I like when... Uh, when people get back at people yeah, <laughs> yeah. payback payback yeah. i like the way you die boy <laughs> uh yeah so best supporting actor brad pitt for once upon a time in hollywood i guess his speech was really good i didn't watch the, a lot of the oscars this year no unfortunately i, I, didn't wa- I was watching parasite yeah instead, so lucky bastard. Yeah, no, i watched the uh the speech for that one because um that was one of ones i actually cared about yeah and i and yeah he, he must have said a lot of really nice stuff because people are really commending him for it but. yeah no he uh he uh, he kind of did the usual stuff like thanked uh the crew, his wife and kids and whatnot. Yeah. He also uh, called out the president, which uh, auto- automatically gives me respect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he was the one that we chose for our I believe choosing. so. Yes. I don't think I had a say because I hadn't really seen many of the movies. But right. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, animated feature film went to Toy Story 4. That one I was a little mm. annoyed about. It's a I mean, given. Dis- I mean, Disney owns that category. Like, yeah. literally. I'm, yeah. they, they pay for it every year. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a, a sh- given. Like, yeah. there's no way they weren't going to win, you know? I'm pretty sure we even, again, that's another one where we knew they were going to win. I even yeah. also just know a lot of people who don't like Toy Story 4 very much. Yeah, it's because it's, it's fine. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it. It's not. It's I. I think Klaus probably deserved it more. I, I just, I'm still. I've been meaning to watch Klaus, but I haven't yet. Yeah, I mean, you got to wait like eleven months now. Yeah, <laughs> it seems. Just, it also just seems like so much more innovative and like a creative film than like oh uh, another Toy Story movie. Everybody loves Toy Story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like let's do something new with Santa. Uh, something we haven't touched in a hundred fucking years. Unless it's Kurt Russell Santa, but yeah. that wasn't animated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, animated short film went to Hair Love, which I uh, don't know anything about. Uh, but uh, I guess you can find all those animated short films on on uh, on the internet. So oh, maybe not. watch it after I'll this. Look for them. Uh, best original screenplay. Uh, the first one for Bong Joon Ho went to Parasite. Parasite. Uh, good for him. Yeah, yeah good for right him. On, good for him. So the I... very that was the very first Oscar that uh, South Korea ever won. Oh like wow! Any, really? Anybody from South Korea ever won? Wow! And then on top of that, they won three more. Yeah, this so really blew people yeah, away. Yeah. Pers- I'm 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 perfectly happy with Parasite winning. I Me mean, too. I would have been yeah. happier with Knives Out winning. Yeah, but uh, Parasite's a very well written movie. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think mean, we all said we wanted to go to Knives Out, and we all thought it was probably going to go to Knives Out or Once Upon a Time. But mm-hmm. totally happy yeah. with it going to. Oh yeah, uh, I'm to Parasite. Cool. I'm cool with that. Also, this, this is like the first year in in like a long time where I saw the Oscar winners. I'm like, oh. Good job. Yeah. Um, even, yeah. Uh, I even have one friend of mine who is a uh, aspiring uh, writer or filmmaker who's from South Korea. So it said like it really meant a lot to him to yeah. see that happen. Oh, yeah, I guess sure. so. Why not? Uh, best adapted screenplay went to Kaka Wakiki. Sorry. Ta- <laughs> uh, ta- Taika. They kept saying his name Taika Watiti at, at the Oscars. They kept just like pronouncing the Titi a lot. Yeah. 
But yeah, I'm, I went to Taika Waititi for uh, jo- Jojo Rabbit. I'm I'm super happy with that. I was totally yeah, me cool too. with that. Yeah. yeah. One one thing I want to bring up about this because I thought it was funny. Someone retweeted uh, a picture of Taika Waititi uh, responding to Todd Phillips' whole "You can't be funny in this woke world" thing. Yeah. Just saying, LOL, he's funny. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and they're like, I, I just love how Todd Phillips spent like this entire year complaining about how woke culture is ruining comedy, and then Taika Waititi wrote a, mo- a satire about Hitler and won the, <laughs> and on, won. the Oscar for it, yeah. and took the Oscar away from Todd Phillips. Yeah. For winning it. Yeah. Well, Todd Phillips is also like Martin Scorsese, as shown to be kind of an arrogant prick in recent in the past little while yeah, yeah he's he's a total irishman douche. didn't win anything nothing yeah got not a shut single out. thing yeah yeah i mean uh scorsese kind of won in a little bit because uh bong joon ho when we'll get to it later on but when he was doing one of his acceptance speeches he's he quoted scorsese and oh, was yeah, like crying mm-hmm. but they cut to scorsese and scorsese you can't see me at home but he was like so bored just sitting in his chair <laughs> yeah. and then he like heard his name and he was like oh <laughs> it's like oh me did i'm I awake oh, i did, was not sleeping <laughs> yeah i mean like i mean uh, he's old he's, he needs his naps yeah but they uh he was like he was really stoked and then everybody gave him a standing ovation and it's just <laughs> yeah. like shut I'm up pretty, i'm pretty uh, sure score says he's actually only won one oscar i believe so for best director for departed yeah yeah I think it's so. just yeah. also again like just uh i've kind of been sour on scorsese lately with a lot of like just his I was at holier, but now opinions and kind of gatekeeping nature of a way film should be. Scorsese yeah. has won five Oscars, actually. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. maybe only one one uh, one uh, best director. Yeah, he's uh, yeah he's yeah I think he's only uh, what did you say? Sorry, <laughs> I was looking at my for computer. for uh, the Departed. He won best director. I yeah. believe that's the only best director he's won. Yes, that is true. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, anyway, uh, live action short film went to The Neighbor's Window, which again, if you want to go seek that out, I would suggest it. I haven't seen it, but I think it'd be easy to find on the internet. Good job, short film folk. Yeah. Honestly, I, I really love when, when like seeing those guys go up and win. Cause, yeah. Because that's the start of something big for you. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it can be. And also sometimes that's, that's the end. Yeah. <laughs> but even then, you know, it's something that you can tell your, yeah. tell your grandma that you're yeah. going to pull the plug on. Uh, two times, guys. Two times. <laughs> Uh, f- weird little story. Peter Capaldi, who played the Twelfth Doctor, won an Oscar for Best Short Film at one point. Really? Yeah. Huh. For directing it? Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Well, Good weird for him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, best Production Design went to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Which I was totally cool with. Totally fine. I thought it maybe Jojo Rabbit as well, but or 1917, but... Mm. It makes sense for for yeah. them to win that one, especially just how much work they created into like shooting in camera on a yeah. How was it on a Hollywood Boulevard? Yeah, exactly. Uh, from what you guys have told, I, like I haven't seen the movie, but like from what you guys told me, it sounds pretty impressive. So it is. That, I'm not mad about that. Uh, best costume design went to uh, Jacqueline Duran for Little Women, which yeah, no duh. Yeah, like it's 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 in the past, so yeah. therefore they win best costume. It's Victorian, yeah, yeah. You're gonna win. <laughs> At least it wasn't Joker. Is, is that the only thing that Little Women won? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Well, I believe so. Well, uh, I guess we'll get to that. Documentary feature went to American Factory, which I believe is on Netflix, so you can watch that. Uh, Produced by the Obamas. Was it really? Yeah. That that explains why Obama was so stoked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter, he was stoked. <laughs> Um, documentary short film went to learning to skateboard in a war zone. If you're a girl, uh, that, that is a great title. No, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> and it's probably a very sad movie. Probably. <laughs> uh, I'll watch it now. Next up went to best supporting actress, uh, Laura Dern for a marriage story. Hey. Yeah. Nominated three times. First win. And it was her birthday. 
Oh, so, yeah. she had a great night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then she probably went and got drunk and met up with Sam and Elliot and went and hunt down some dinosaurs. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, I, I know I've, I've made that joke a few times, but seriously, let's consider this. Jurassic Park with Sam Elliott. How that movie would have been so much different. That would have been and so better. So weird. No, I don't think it would have been better. It oh, would have Samuel's been. Samuel's great. It would have been different. You bred raptors. You bred raptors. <laughs> <laughs> it would. It would have been worth it just for that line. Yeah. Clever <laughs> <laughs> <Good> girl. <laughs> Not even his line. Uh, best sound editing. They're moving herds. <laughs> they do moving herds. They're moving herds. Yeah. <laughs> It's a big giraffe. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, best sound design? Best sound editing. Editing. I went to uh, Ford v. Ferrari. All right. Uh, that, yeah, it's hard. Uh, I, I was going to try and make a Batman joke, but it didn't. <laughs> it couldn't formulate it in my brain fast enough. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie, but yeah. it's cars. It's, it's, so it, yeah, no car doubt. racing. So lots of sounds going on. So I'm sure they did, did great. Yeah, sound mixing, 1917. Deserved. I would agree as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Um, I'm very pleased with that one. Yeah. Uh, best cinematography, Roger Deakins for 1917. I mean, th- that one wasn't really a competition. No, I mean, like it's part. A lot yeah. big part of me really did want the lighthouse to get that one. Me too. Mm. Just oh yeah, to. I watched the lighthouse. Did you? Yeah. What'd you think? It was good. Yeah, it's <laughs> good. Yeah, it was fun. It's a really good movie. <laughs> I, I I wasn't sure if you were gonna absolutely love it or if you were just gonna like it. I, I like it. Yeah. I don't absolutely love it, but I do like it. A lot. I'm in the same boat. I think yeah. it's a great movie. Yeah. You know, I, just not, think, I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. I just think that with the cinematography, very it doesn't look like movies you typically see or what. It looks like a '50s monster movie. Yeah, and that's like the, straight up. And that's what I kind of liked is you don't see shit like that anymore. Even like the way they did it, like back uh, back in that time, you don't even really see it looking like that. that yeah. No, even even like the sound design was they they designed the sound. Uh, like a '50s monster movie, like a, yeah. like an old movie. It's it's really cool. And having to light a uh, mermaid's vagina must have been like, <laughs> wow, how do I do this? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, so a big part of me did want it to go to that, but I'm also happy that again, despite the fact that it's been happening way too late, the Academy has been recognizing Rog- Roger Deakins more. Yeah, I know, and it's it's it does kind of seem like a legacy Oscar win. Yeah. Uh, but, but also 1917 is, I think one of his best shot movies. I would also agree. Although 2040, 2049. Yeah. Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. That's yeah. One of the best great. looking. It's on Netflix. I've... So I'm, I intend to watch it soon. I think that's the one he won for last. Yeah. Last time he was nominated. And it's also one of the best looking, one of the best looking films I've ever seen. Sorry. My phone went off, but Liam was talking. <laughs> so I think we're okay. Uh, Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because I don't have to mix it up. Uh, be- fuck you. <laughs> uh, I'm not making fun of you right now. Uh, best film editing went to uh, Liam. Shut the fuck up. No, no, no. It went to best film editing went to Ford versus Ferrari or Ford v Ferrari. Blunt Man v Chronic. Whatever. Fuck it. Um, I don't know. I, yeah. I I've heard uh, a lot of people compare like saying that Parasite probably should have won that one too. I mean, it was, it was well edited because they do I, a lot of me- stuff. Sorry, yeah. you go ahead. I, it wasn't like uh, nothing about the editing stood out, but I guess that's the point of editing. Yeah, um, I've heard a lot of a lot of. Uh, uh, well, John was telling us about this. John Tasker from the show. Uh, he was mentioning how uh, they break a lot of uh, film editing rules, uh, like breaking the 180, 180 degree line and things oh, like sure, that yeah. in in conversation. Which, if you're brave enough to do that, I think you deserve some recognition. Yeah, uh, and if if like it can be jarring, but if it's like you're using it to create that effect it's great and yeah. or just to enhance the story in specific ways yeah uh visual effects went to 1917 yeah which sure all right yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. i wasn't crazy about really any of the things that were nominated for best visual effects this i agree year. i think it was the best deserving of that i didn't know that that church burning scene was visual effects 
I didn't either. I thought I just I thought found that out. That <laughs> scene, I thought that scene that we actually burning a church. No, that was all visual effects. That's impressive. Nuts. Like yeah. a couple lighting things, and then you just throw in on top. Yeah, of it. they should really have a. I, I don't think they do, but they should really have a best special effects and best visual effects. They should. I agree. Yeah. There should be two different things. And also, also uh, I was going to go back to, uh, we've talked about how the Academy needs to recognize stunt guys more. Yes. Thank you, Brad Pitt. And, yeah, even Pitt called that. that out. Yeah, I think, also, I think that someone pointed this out. I think it's a great idea. Uh, giving an Oscar for best casting. Give casting oh, directors sure. Oscars. Like, yeah, like they, they, do, they do so much work. They're always in the in, in memoriam. Yeah. So, like. They, they, that's what you get like oh i died yeah <laughs> this is my oscar recognition uh then we have makeup and hairstyling and i went to bombshell eh. i think Mal- maleficent oh, okay. maleficent probably deserved it more uh because wow you made you made uh angelina jolie look like that holy crap and with bombshell you just made like made blonde white girls look like blonde white wi- blonde white <laughs> made them look like blonde women yeah yeah basically uh international feature film uh parasite yeah south korea the only one i saw so second uh second win for parasite in yeah this, uh, number in two this. i think it was i heard that they had won best original screenplay and then best foreign film mm-hmm. so i'm like you know what i'm gonna stop playing video games and watch parasite yeah, yeah. <laughs> what were you playing i was playing total war oh cool yeah it's fun uh next up music original score went to joker which mm-hmm. sure i think yep. of all the ones that yeah. it won like yeah, uh, I'm cool. Out of the it. ones that uh, was nominated for, it's most. Yep. I think that's one of the most deserving ones. I didn't think it was a particularly standout score. It was a good score. Yeah, I think 1917 I mean, probably deserved it a little I, more. I like I like that score better for sure. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, next up was uh, music original song, and that went to uh, "Love Me." I'm gonna love me again from Rocket Man. Huh. Which good for you, Elton. Yeah, like, good I'm for really you, happy you didn't go to Frozen or Toy Story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, I, I I don't have much to say about that. He performed the song uh, on on the show, uh, and he did. It was a very good song. It's really good. Uh, also, Eminem appeared. Did you guys hear about yeah, that? He crashed and uh, yeah. He didn't just crash the show. Oh. He was invited. <laughs> he didn't just like walk up and pull a Kanye West Taylor Swift thing. No, and steal the mic out of Billie Eilish. No, he he got to perform "Lose Yourself." Yeah. What like twenty years after that movie came out? Yeah, and like he wasn't there to accept the Oscar when he, yeah. when he, like he won it, and so like however many years later, he's just like, I'm just gonna do it. Yeah, and and <laughs> everybody in the audience was kind of like, what the. Fuck is, why is he here? And uh, he put out a tweet after, and I thought, it, I was like, all right, Marshall, you know what's up. But he put a tweet that said, thank you for this second opportunity, this second shot, you know? Because <laughs> the, the song is like, you only get one shot, one yeah, opportunity. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, thank you for this second shot. That's good. Uh, like like you funny bastard. <laughs> uh, best director, Bong Joon-ho for yeah. Parasite. Great. I think I think the only one I would have been happier with was would be Sam Mendes for 1917. Yeah, Bong Joon Ho also did a great job on Parasite. Yeah, I also kind of thought Tarantino was in the running on that one too, but yeah, but yeah, because I don't. I think they're probably just waiting until his tenth movie. Yeah, where he quote unquote retires, and they're like, yeah, okay, here you go. Just kind of annoying, but <laughs> like, because what if his last movie is bad? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, oh, it's man. gonna be Star Trek. It's gonna be awful. Well, actually, he says he's probably not doing that anymore. I don't think it's happening. No. Uh, best actor, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. Which, yeah. sure, fine. Sure. Fine. Yeah. fine. I mean, I liked his speech a lot. His but... speech was great. Yeah. His speech was so good. One thing I really respect that man for is that every speech he's given for winning for the Joker, he hasn't once mentioned the movie. 
Oh, wow. He doesn't talk about Todd Phillips. He doesn't talk about anybody else in the movie. (laughs) He just goes up and said, he's like, I have this, I have this platform right now. I'm going to like, yeah, he's kind of lecturing, but he's doing it in a very, very positive way where he's like, we need to change these things Oh yeah, and we need to work together as, as filmmakers and as creators to influence people. And, and we have that power to do so, so let's fucking make it happen. And he's not talking about it like a lot of obnoxious, like, Hollywood liberals and whatnot. Yeah. Like, he actually does, like, it's clear that he does actually really get and understand these things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, he when, did a good job. He yeah. did also didn't mention uh, uh, Heath Ledger, which I was, I was kind of happy that he didn't. You know, because he, 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 he had already done it, but, yeah. like, I don't know. I'd also... Yeah. One, all, one thing I thought was funny about this one... I don't know, but like personally, it kind of bothers me because, like, I don't know, I don't, I don't think it was, I think it was one of Joaquin Phoenix's weaker performances, uh, even yeah, though it, it's a great performance that says a lot for Joaquin Phoenix. He's a great actor, yeah. But I think there are better performances performances this year. Oh. But also, I saw a tweet from Justin McElroy um after after that was announced he's like well it was definitely most acting (laughs) (laughs) um yeah for sure i'm also gonna say that um uh one thing that uh does drive me crazy about his winning again i do think it is deserved enough it's just more so that i think it's going to continue to uh push this whole bullshit mindset of a joker is an impossible role to play yeah. And, like, you were automatically a great actor. You get so yeah. hyped up if you yeah. play the Joker. Yeah, or if you play a crazy person, you're a great actor. And I'm pretty sure you said thing. that on the last episode. It's just like, if, yeah, oh, you're crazy. So, it's like, it's, even Joaquin's like, it's not hard to play crazy. <laughs> like, like, it's it's easy to play crazy. It's hard to yeah. play sane. Yeah, it's, it's 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 much, in, at least from my perspective and in my experience, it's much easier to play someone who is less like a real human because you can just do whatever. Yeah. But if you want to play like an actual human being, that's where it gets tough. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next up is Best Actress, and that went to Renee Zellweger for Judy, which, uh, why? <laughs> I haven't uh, seen it. Because Judy but, Garland is a... Uh, is it uh, Hollywood a, Darling? Yeah, yeah, it's an icon of Hollywood. Did you know uh, uh, her daughter, Liza Minnelli, didn't even know they were making that movie? So I heard. Yeah. Wow. She was super pissed. Yeah, I guess so. She was like, I do not endorse this at all. Please yeah. do not do this. And then they did it anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. Kind okay. of despicable, actually. And after, wa- I didn't see the film, but after watching the clips that I saw in the in the reel when they do the nominations, uh, Cynthia um, Arrivo, I believe is what her name is, for Harriet, um, where she played Harriet Tugman. Mm-hmm. Was that? That's her name, right? Harriet yeah. Tugman deserved it so much more yeah like she looked like she, she it was a transformation she fucking acted her ass off you know oh, yeah and and no no of course it's gonna go to somebody playing a, a legacy hollywood actor you know yeah over uh hero yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um best picture parasite hey which I'm totally uh, down with that we've said we've said our piece with it mm-hmm. and uh I, I i'm okay with it too I liked yeah. 1917 a lot. I think it was mm-hmm. it was a very it would have been a very deserving choice as well. Yeah. After I, I'm going to watch Parasite, like I said this week. So when I see that, then maybe I'll change my opinion. But for now, I'm totally cool with that. Like I'm totally cool with them winning. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. I think something that's interesting about this year's Oscars. There's always in in like every time the Oscars do their show, there's always one Oscar. There's one always move when one movie. Everyone's just like, yeah, that one's going to win. Yeah. Like, obviously. 
This year, there wasn't really one of those. Yeah, it wasn't super predictable this time. Yeah, there was lots of good movies nominated, and Joker was nominated, too. (laughs) (laughs) Burn! (laughs) Take that! I don't even even dislike Joker. I just like ripping on it. Yeah, me too. You want to know how I got these scars? (laughs) Some guy in a podcast ripped on me. (laughs) Um, I guess one thing to talk about now is, like, kind of what comes next with, like, the legacy and, like, uh, what is it? If, like what's one is really going to stick around or whatnot because the oscars love to showcase the importance of uh of like what they of like what wins and whatnot and like how they chose most important liam made a great pun that's a really good (laughs) it's a really good segue it was because we're going to talk about what makes an important film yeah and uh with the oscars also like again like uh they're they have a bad track track record for picking what sticks with the public yeah oh yeah definitely like uh citizen kane didn't win an Oscar when it was yeah. nominated yeah. didn't win. Two thousand no. didn't. I don't believe two thousand one so. didn't win anything. No. Um. And uh, even like back to recent years, like is anybody still talking about the King's speech? Is anybody <laughs> no. still talking about Argo? No. Is no. anybody still? I mean, like something. Except, sure, except like, other than to complain about it, no one talks about Crash or Green Book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like Crash. Crash yeah. isn't very good. I think what it's fine. Crash is not very good. Uh, two thousand one only won Best Visual Effects. That's all it won, which, yeah, uh, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a breakthrough for that time. It, it was uh, nominated for Best Director, but not Best Picture. Yeah. Also, uh, even things that did win, like uh, Birdman or whatnot, mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't know about you guys, but my opinion on that movie is really lowered. Oh, yeah, me too. Like, I watched it once, I'm like, that was neat. And then I tried watching again, I'm like, that was boring. <laughs> I don't even think it's boring. Again, I just think that it's like, again, like, one, one thing that will always drive a movie down for me is when it's indulgent, and it just clearly oh, yeah. has contempt for... Uh, I was it for uh, for its audience and like the people who go to see movies. Yeah, yeah it's super hateful of like movie criti- critics for some reason or art critics in general. I th- and I think that's just Alfonso. That's his name, right? Alejandro. Alejandro yeah. just being mad that he doesn't get the recognition he thinks he deserves. And yeah, then maybe. he got it, and he was just like, "All right, hey Leo, climbing <laughs> a fucking bear <laughs> horse." I don't. He wore a bear suit at one point, doesn't he? Um, no, that's Nicolas Cage. No. I'm pretty sure he wears a bear. I don't know. It's that was a awesome. Midsummer. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so many people wear bears. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, Midsummer got snubbed. Yeah. Uh, it did. It did. But Janelle, I hated I the movie, but I think it got snubbed. <laughs> Janelle, Janelle Monet, uh, uh, she performed at the beginning of the, of the Oscars. Or sorry, they performed at the beginning of the Oscars. And uh, they wore danny's flower dress oh really because because gentlemen they get to pick what costumes they wanted to have for, for <laughs> everybody else and their the, their backup dancers were all dressed in in, in uh, flower dresses and some of them were dressed like the characters from us oh and man like, that's yeah. so good <laughs> that's, that's just cool. like a fuck like a you, fuck you. <laughs> uh anyway the, the, the definition of importance is yeah. of great significance or value likely to have a profound effect on success survival or well-being. Oh, that's a lot of that's a that could branch out in a lot of different ways. Sure can. Because as I was driving here, I, I I was the one who pitched this topic, and like as I was driving here, I'm like, oh shit, what is what does it mean? What does important mean? There's so many different ways we can think of that. Oh no, it's too many. I mean, I'm pretty <laughs> fucking important <laughs> to some people. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the people on the internet don't really give a shit. When I think me. of something important, it's like uh, of films of importance. It's when like uh. Not like movies about like self-importance or whatnot, or try to go off and say like, "Oh, we're so great because we're about this or whatnot," or we're mm-hmm. just about this one event. It's the movies that really stick with the public conscience. Sorry, I just got a really important text message. 
It says, my next door neighbor has just bought an Audi, a Toyota, and two BMWs. I think he's got a car owner virus. Oh, no. <laughs> Wow, that was very off topic. It sure was, but I'm sorry. Um, I wanted to. I wanted to be a dick for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying is that, like, when mo- with movies, not the ones that like are truly, cr- clearly trying to be about like, oh, we're so great because we're about something or whatnot. Yeah, where but, they're like, where they're like automatically like, automatically carry themselves like their movie is great just because it's about something. Yeah, I think movies that like really stick with a public conscience, like, or even movies that like, even I find almost movies movies really. Imp- Movies I find really important are almost ones that I didn't, that weren't especially very well appreciated or liked when they came out, but the mm-hmm. audience has just grown with them and they've like yeah. cemented a part of a culture. Yeah, because when exactly like when you think about like films that are considered like historically significant or historically important, you you get things like the Battleship Potemkin, right? Mm-hmm. You get the Birth of a Nation by which, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> really shows how shitty that that situation yeah. was. No, I yeah, mean, Star sure. Wars. Star Wars, right? Yeah. Toy Star Story, Wars. yeah, yeah. Like people love to go off and say like how uh, Jaws is kind of the original blockbuster, but when you really break it down, Star Wars is what all blockbusters are really trying to recapture. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's one hundred percent true. Like like Jaws was the first blockbuster. Like it was, it was like the first uh, like movie that came out in the summer that was like broke a bunch of box office records and shit like that. Yeah, but Star Wars is the blockbuster. Mm-hmm. And look at look at like look at what Jaws has spawned. Mm-hmm. And look at what Star Wars is spawned. Yeah. And Star Wars um, also has a level of importance because it both reflects and, and reinforces specifically American culture because Americans came from uh, a rebellion. Right. And that's what Star Wars is about. And that sort of, and then the idea and the philosophy of the Jedi has kind of seeped into American culture as well. The, the wrong parts, in my opinion. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it has, it's had so such a profound effect on especially the United States of America that you can't not say that Star Wars is not an important movie. Right. No, I don't know. If, I don't know if everything I said that that specific sentence made perfect sense, but you get, what, you get what I mean. I know even mean. a movie that like uh, you God, can say you don't like Star Wars. That's notorious for being snubbed or whatnot by the Oscars. Hardcore. The Dark Knight has cemented itself as being considered one of the greatest movies ever made. And yeah. It, oh yeah. And it's kind of what proved to a lot of just general audiences just how a how a great movie can truly come from anywhere. Like. Like a Batman movie can be considered like a piece of tr- like a true magnum opus of art. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and like, uh, there's, and but there's also like so many different ways. We're, we've been mo- mostly talking about like cultural importance. Yeah, but there's a lot. There's there's different kinds of importance as well. Like there's uh, individual importance, like like or emotional importance, where like a movie can be very very important to just one person, and that, in my opinion, that makes it an important movie in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could definitely agree with that. Artistically important, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? Artistically when you... important. It, it's it's something that even if no one saw it, it's something that the the artist or the director or whoever behind it wanted to make it uh, said something with it and expressed themselves in a way they couldn't have before. Which also, I think, makes it important. Right. Nope. And also, sometimes a movie just pays somebody's bills and they get to live in a house still. Yeah. <laughs> even <laughs> That's like, important, too. Film itself is even, important. Yeah. Even how important, like, a failure of a film could be or whatnot. Like, oh, yeah. Like, like the, I think, the, like, to go back to Star Wars, I think The Phantom Menace is kind of an important movie for showing the power of hype and how, like, yeah. it just showed that the fairy tale is over. Right? And, like, um, uh, was it and how like people waited in line for days and they were in such denial when it was over and like they didn't want to admit that's like this wasn't very good yeah yeah and and a lot of people still won't <laughs> yeah and also also again with the star wars star wars prequels they're very important in film history because like they're the first like kind of cgi fest movies yep, yep. and they kind of kicked off that entire 
this entire trend that's still going on right now where Created everything the, is like CGI. The, well, Not that that's necessarily bad, but it, it's just, it's just happening. The, the, it's also, uh, like t- like you said, technically speaking, like in, in, in the... The science of it or the the visual effects of it they also created pro- progressive segmented frames specifically for mm-hmm. um for phantom menace like they had to make an entirely new camera yeah specifically for that movie you could even say the same about it. it's a movie i don't like very much but avatar or whatnot and how right. it essentially really pushed forward the motion capture technology and now everybody's yeah, trying and, to use and, that and 3d technology as well yeah in fact, yeah. now to a point where I mean, James Cameron needs to, is another person who gets needs to get off his high horse. But right now, he's obsessed with doing glassesless 3D. Oh, oh, whoa! That's, that's apparent. Wow. He claims that's why Avatar Two is taking as long as it is. I mean, that will be pretty fucking cool yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if he can perfect it. Uh, yeah, everyone, or, will, everyone will go see Avatar Two. It'll become the highest grossing movie again, yeah. and then everyone will forget about it, just yep. like Avatar One. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then, in like in terms of, of storytelling and, and that sort of thing, they got like The Godfather, right? Mm-hmm. A movie that almost like nearly perfects storytelling, or Apocalypse Now, or um, Vertigo, right? Die Hard, mm-hmm. right? Movies that that really took their genre and perfected it. Yeah, or, or even like created that genre. Like Evil Dead basically created the cabin in the woods genre. Yep, yeah, like it, totally. It, it, like there was no movies before, and now now going back and watching Evil Dead, it seems cliche because it spawned all the movies that copied it. It's the you, reason why the cliche exists. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And like uh, part of why Blade Runner is is. Uh, like it, it wasn't greatly received when it came out. In fact, it was kind of panned when it came out. But now it's been recognized as really important because it essentially popularized a whole genre and like or aesthetic and cyberpunk. Yeah, you guys hear something yeah. funny? At least in film. Yeah, I'm on uh, the Wikipedia article for the list of considered of uh, films considered the best, and they have sections for like genres. Yeah, I've read through this actually. Christmas is a genre. Yeah. <laughs> what's 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 the what's the best Christmas movie according to this? I want you to take a guess. Hmm. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Yep. And yeah. what's the other one? Die Hard. It's fucking Die Hard. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. They have two in that category. I think two. Those are those are two such different movies. Yeah. Even to talk- it's a Wonderful Life. Also, it's a historically significant film. Yeah. Even to talk about some of these on like a more personal note, part of why like uh, I've always had a fascination with film criticism and like the study of film or whatnot is because like I think it was uh, Roger Ebert who one of his books once said like the reason why talking about movies and getting as passionate about it and like really dissecting it is all is so important is because like even when a movie comes out it's just a showcase or like or like a it's like a showcase or ex or example of like where the culture's at at the time like if uh say one movie is getting received really really well specifically at one time like what does that say about a culture here if something's getting panned really hard at that time what is it what does that also say about a culture yeah yeah that's a good point there's a lot of uh society you can read into how they respond to art yeah yeah cool yeah cool <laughs> sorry no i i'm just i'm trying to i'm trying to think about uh uh more more films that yeah would but, be like and why they're they're so significant yeah we're important. we're talking about like we're talking about important in a very broad sense in a lot yeah. of different ways but like the oscars specifically have a very specific idea of how a movie is important right and it's it's either uh it's either historical or it's about hollywood or it's about i guess it's about a bad thing that happened in the past. Yeah. yeah, those are very common. Like, and some of those movies are truly great and important movies. Like, oh yeah, Twelve Years a Slave is a I think is a movie that everybody should at least no, watch. It's, at some it's, point. it's a great movie. It deserved its 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 wins and everything. Like, but then other movies try to do the same thing with different stories, like Green Book. Uh, yeah, and don't do it very well. <laughs> I mean, does but, anybody really talk about Steve McQueen though anymore? Um, he uh, did a movie uh, last last year that got a lot of acclaim. What was it? Widows. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't even. I like Steve McQueen. He's a cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. Made a movie about racism. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then, but even movies that we don't like that that kind of helped uh, push a little bit more in their genre, something like Titanic, right? Mm-hmm. Where a movie that's not only a romance film but a disaster film, and really kind of like James Cameron. As much as I'm not a big fan of the guy, he's a pretty important figure in oh in yeah, Hollywood yeah. And, particularly with innovation and what he's been able to do with like cameras and effects and all of that constantly mm-hmm. innovating and constantly showing the the technical advancements that that are capable and and, and are possible you know like t- uh, we wouldn't have disaster movies the way that we have them if it wasn't for titanic yeah we way. probably wouldn't have as much genre mixing no nope, probably not yeah. yeah um i mean i could ar- i could probably argue a couple more but um, and then you have movies that are that are um, culturally significant and and more specifically for like the LGBT community. Yeah, and like yeah, with with uh, Milk and mm-hmm. uh, with, with the movie Harvey Milk, uh, uh, what's called just called Milk or Brokeback Mountain, right? Yep, which showed it made people a little bit more comfortable with witnessing those mm-hmm. same sex relationships on screen. Yeah, and in such. Um, raw uh, detail yeah i mean know? like i know there's I mean, been some debate in recent years about like uh the portrayals in uh the film milk but with uh something like uh what do you call it uh brokeback mountain uh, like, i know a lot of people who still consider it one of those genuinely beautiful films they've ever seen yeah and just how it can show a romance and it and it was really great for the time because like with um george bush's whole uh anti uh anti uh uh, was it LGBTQ uh, movements and whatnot? Like, mm-hmm. it would show that a movie like that could come out and touch so many people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, like, a lot of people who might have been, like, anti-LGBT+, plus might have seen that movie and be like, oh, they're they're just people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're not just two dudes, you know? Like, yeah, they're, and, they're... and I, think, I think making them cowboys actually helped a lot because that's, like, when you think anti-LGBT, one of the first things that pops into your head is cowboys. Yeah. And, well, not anymore. Take, them, o- take them off their high horse. Yeah, well, when people think of, like, <laughs> when a lot of Americans think of, like, all-time badasses, they think of a lot of, like, cowboy types or, like, dudes yeah. in the army or... No, yeah, so painting uh, and making a story about two cowboys in love, uh, I think I think it helps move along the 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 gay agenda yeah um. <laughs> well so like 2005 is when it came out so oh, okay that's like right during yeah the, that like was the, the bush m- agenda or yeah. the bush administration sorry bush agenda yeah bush admin- administration <laughs> I mean, agenda for sure yeah the shitty one um and, um, um and then like uh it's also like with media i've said in the past like uh what's why it's also really important to dissect and like really uh, break down like movies in criticism and all of that is because like movies uh and media and whatnot like, obviously, like, no, uh, what is it? Nobody watch it, plays a violent video game or something and goes off and, like, and goes off and becomes a murderer. Yeah, no, it doesn't have an effect but that mo- direct. But movies are, but movies and media can reinform or enforce a worldview. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's that's why it's important to have, like, like good messages and morals yeah. in movies. Because if all the movies are, are about, like, mass shooters or whatever... Uh, it's not like if you make one or two or three, it's not a big deal. It's it's not gonna be a thing. But if that is the culture and you're just reinforcing that idea, that's going just that's gonna strengthen the resolve. Yeah, and I mean like I and I mean like obviously I can enjoy pretty much anything that I can watch per, and enjoy pretty much any anything like even if it doesn't fit like my personal social or my social politics. I but really like, hope to test that one day. Um, but like <laughs> I can pretty much do that. But there are. There are limits, obviously. Like, yeah, remember the house that Jack built, Liam? <laughs> Liam could barely get through that movie. <laughs> I mean, that one, it's more so just like, I'm like, 
That that's a movie that people are gonna forget about. Like I'm, yeah. that's and and that's the other side. I don't even remember too. that movie. Yeah, I like. I, I feel like I've heard of it. But we talked about it for a great length on an episode oh, okay. once. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and I guess that's that's also an important uh, conversation too. Hey, uh, is that um, you know, what makes something forgettable? Then, like, what makes something yeah. so? unimportant Mm -hmm. it's it's when like you were saying when it when it's a little bit too nail on the head when it's like yeah you're talking about the culture yeah we know like we we know it's like that are you going to show me something in this that says that we need to try to do something different are you going to try and tell me or show me something that's going to change my mind on on this scenario when you you hit an idea like straight on the head everyone's like cool and then you did it, it they're like cool you hit it good job yeah and then that it doesn't really do anything else what i will say is what makes it what really hurts a movie for me and especially when i think of a worst movies i've seen like some people say like it's a movie that's just so obviously and just painfully bad some will say what's well, a movie that's just so ambitious and doesn't quite meet that mm-hmm. for when uh, for me it's when i can just see it checking off boxes yeah and being like like what you get the oscar bait film like yeah. like crash yeah or think of like uh la, or think oh, of like, like la la land how it just tried to check every single beat mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, oh, it's like, about movies it yep. just takes place in hollywood it's yep. about jazz it's, it's got dance it's in the um is it no know. it's not it, it pays homage <laughs> to a bunch of famous musicals ah um it uh has uh it has the and even on outside of that like the ridiculous campaigning or whatnot and all of that mm. yeah yeah Oscars are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> the Oscars sure are dumb, but they, they did a pretty good job this year. Yeah, they're they're like you said earlier. Their version of what's important is obviously a, a lot different than what. Yeah, it's, it's eventually it's, becomes important. Yeah, their idea of important is what makes us look good right now. Yeah, pretty exactly. Yeah. Like what? Yeah, a hundred percent. That's all, honestly, I I don't want to diminish Parasite's win because it totally deserves it. But that's why it, that's one of the reasons it won. Yeah, uh-huh. It's because hey, we'll look we'll look super progressive and diverse if we if we make the the, the, the Asian movie. Win. It's not like yeah. uh, it's not even in our language. We're it, gonna look so cool and tolerant. It's not like how uh, last year. How like uh, I remember like because when we did a Spider Man episode, we were talking about how that year seemed like uh, just the Oscars Oscars trying so desperately to not look racist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're doing it again. They're just a little bit better at and, it this yeah, year. Yeah, well, this time they, were actually, they actually did it in a reasonable way, not yeah. last year where it's like the Green Book. Yeah. You know what the, the newest <laughs> film to be really, or put into the National Film Registry was? What? The newest film. What? Was Brokeback Mountain in 2005. All right. Oh, right on. That was the, in the National Film Registry. Yeah. That's the newest movie that got put in there. I feel the like the oldest movie is called Newark Athlete, and it was released in 1891. Oh, I wow. think uh, that almost putting stuff into the National Film Registry says a lot more about like the uh, was it like the impact and importance of films mm-hmm. than, the, the, than, than the Oscars, Oscars does. ever could. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. agree. Uh, whoa, oh, jinx! Weird. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird, especially for me. Yeah, you, you heard it four times. I gotta, yeah. I <laughs> Um, but then you know we it, it's funny because on the national film industry there there are uh, there's a, a section here for um, the Oscars and how they fit into the the grand scope of stuff. But in reality, I I think something bec- that's when you recognize that something is is historically significant is when it gets put into the national film industry. Yeah, and, the, and unlike the Oscars, the national film in, uh, registry doesn't really care too much about genre. Yeah, and like yeah, no. it's mainly just yeah. a bunch of like uh, uh, actual critics and scholars like really looking at it and like yeah, to, be like what movies were important to our culture. Let's put them in there. Like even movie again, movies that have been panned are now put in there. Like I'm pretty sure Blade Runner's in there. Yeah, 
I don't, uh, I don't know, but maybe. Let's look. Or the original, yeah. at least. Control F. It sure is. Hey, <laughs> look at that. Well, I'm pretty sure. sure the original Star Wars is in there, too. I, I mean, Christian's favorite movie is in there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Star Wars is definitely... Yeah, it's Donnie Darko. Back to uh, the future. Typically, a lot of cult movies don't t- tend to make it oh, emerge unless like Donnie have, like, Darko is not. My computer uh, is going to die <laughs> unless they make um, unless they make like a huge like resurgence and whatnot. While mm. Donnie Darko is more of like a cult underground film. I guess that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, like again, has its importance in a lot of ways. Like, oh yeah, for sure. Like Donnie Dar- Darko did a lot for in for like independent, the independent scene and whatnot, yeah. and like the mid mm. and like the midnight marathons and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Well, movies are fucking cool. I'm glad we get to talk about them. Uh, Let's go for a break. All right, perfect. (laughs) Someone left one under a seat. (laughs) I have an Oscar It's Taika Waititi. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody (laughs) killed Taika Waititi? (laughs) (laughs) Hitler came back from the grave and he did not like Jojo Rabbit. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, do you think he, Hitler would have liked that movie? No. No, he would not have. <laughs> I can tell you straight up, he would have dis- despised it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Thundercast. That was a break that was shorter for you than it was longer for us. Uh, that's going to be my new catchphrase. I'm going to come back from a break. Uh, <laughs> for those of you that have been listening for a little while, maybe the last episode, the last episode we started yeah. this, uh, we've started a new little game. Uh, for the podcast where we are trying to figure out who we would consider off based off a list that we totally fabricated, we came up with, about the coolest character in all of media. Uh, insert rules now. The characters must be cool. So that means uh, they can be any of the definitions of the word cool, which uh, are the following. One, moderately cold or lacking in warmth. <laughs> Marked by a steady, dispassionate calmness and self-control, lacking ardor or friendliness, of jazz, marked by restrained emotion and the frequent use of counterpoint, (laughs) free from tension or violence, Uh, used as intensive, a cool million dollars, marked by deliberate uh, uh, effrontery... Um, or lack of, of, of respect uh, or discretion, facilitating a relief from heat. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, facilitating or suggesting a relief from heat, a color producing the impression of being cool, um, informal, very good, excellent. <laughs> so any of those. Those were the rules. Thanks, past Christian. Thank you, past me. <laughs> travel. Well, going to sound super weird, <laughs> too. To the uh, let's uh, let's put ten minutes on the clock. Who's got All a right. clock? I just watched these two guys rush for their phones. It was really <laughs> funny. I wish I had a, I had one on my computer already. All right. Here we go. Ten yeah. minutes. Ten on the minutes clock. on the clock. Yeah. Right on. Starting and here we go. Today's contenders are Ferris Bueller versus Han Solo. Two right. very two very cool characters. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, almost equally as cool. Hmm. Well, I mean, I don't know. I've always with Han. One of those things is Han's kind of cool because he's not. It's got yeah. <laughs> like he's he's like super cool and suave and charming, but then also he will run away screaming if he has to. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, Fer- Ferris doesn't do that. Ferris is just like pretty. 
like in it all the time. But I mean, yeah. it also he also is played by M- Matthew Broderick, a man yeah. who's very hard to find cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, back then he was pretty damn cool, yeah, uh-huh. especially as Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Even as a kid, I was like, oh, this is a cool guy, all right. <laughs> I like Ferris. Ferris, um, being able to pull off as much stuff as he if, as he did, I guess is not necessarily cool as it is just. Well, he's also kind of a dick. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> well, I mean, Han's it, also kind of a piece of garbage. Well, I mean, yeah, he's, with yeah. Ferris, he's kind of a dick, but he's also going up against bigger dicks. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He's, like, he's a little dick going after bigger dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that movie. Wait, wait, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think for the two of them, uh, like Ferris, definitely. Uh, has more moments in his movie where he kind of shows well because he's only got he's only in one movie yeah han, han has seven five he's yeah he's he's technically in five or i guess if you count solo yeah he's technically Six. in rise of skywalker and sort of there but not really and there uh he's twice as lame because you don't have a charisma of Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah. So we, we get six movies to deal with Harrison Ford and deal, deal yeah, with Han Solo being cool. I mean, he got he got his own he got a full movie, so did so did uh Ferris Bueller, but he only yeah. got one movie. <laughs> There's mean, no Ferris Bueller too. Keep in mind a lot of <laughs> There was of, thoughts of there was there yeah. was plans. I mean especially after that Super Bowl ad that came out yeah. uh, like about a decade ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh so with Ferris, uh sorry, let's let's try and figure out the coolest moment for the both of them. So what do you uh, when what, Han shot first? When Han shot yeah. first, yeah, I would also agree. Yeah, I think also I love you. I know. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> one too. This is a good moment because yeah. he because he's saying everything he needs to. Yeah, but uh, he's also yeah. just like I don't want to say it. Yeah, no, I don't <laughs> want to do and, it. And, and what makes that better is there. And in Return of the Jedi, there's the reverse of it too. Yeah, where he's like I love you, and Leia's like I, I know. Um, there's also <laughs> approaching his mentally unstable son, knowing he is probably going to die. Oh yeah, that's yeah. that is a good point. Do you think yeah. Ferris could do that? <laughs> I don't know if Ferris. Well, he does. He does approach. He does approach his, his mentally unstable friend. Yeah, mm-hmm. who then has a mental breakdown and probably get beat up by his dad. But <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, fuck Ferris. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? I don't even think we need to go further on this um, this time. Yeah, one one argument I will make for Han Solo: he he pretends like he doesn't care, and he's always like, "Yeah, you know what? I'm just I'm just I'm just here for the money. I just do this for me." But then he actually does care, and he comes back and saves the day in the end. Yeah, he has a little Ferris, bit of a heart of gold. Yeah, Ferris pretends he cares. He doesn't care. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess it is kind of. I mean, and it's also kind of unnerving now that we know his principal was played by a well-known, pe- uh, well-known, well-known pedophile. pedophile. Although that doesn't oh, tarnish. That no, doesn't I'm tarnish saying Ferris, like so. It's a little it? uncomfortable, like knowing that Ferris is running away from a very creepy old man. Totally unrelated, but I feel like I need to mention this because I think we've pretty much already made up our mind. Um, <laughs> is that I watched Horrible Bosses yesterday? Mm-hmm. Um, that movie's really funny. Mm-hmm. It's too bad Kevin Spacey's in it. Yeah, oh, way, he is. Way too bad. Oh no. Yeah, and he Can't plays a total it. piece of shit, but. Uh, I, I just can't watch Kevin Spacey movies anymore. It's, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. I can't, especially American Beauty. Like, no, I'm not doing it. I still I really like that movie, yeah. but I watched it after everything came out. Yeah. Like, I, I watched I watched American Beauty, like, a week after all those allegations and stuff were coming out, and I was like, yeah, I think I'm good now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I want to watch this ever again. Yeah. And whenever I look at it on my shelf, I'm like, I, no, I'm just going to hide. I think I'm going to yeah. hide that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have it on my shelf, too. I got to get rid of it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So. All right. I think we've we made up our minds. I think we have. I, and I, I have I'm pretty least, sure everybody yeah. at home right. knows. Um, on the count of three, ready? We're going to say who we think. Is, oh, go for it. All in favor of. No, no, no. We're just going to do a count of three because I think I know what we're all going right, to say, yeah. right? Uh, ready? One, two, two three. Han, Han Solo. Solo. 
<laughs> <laughs> Done. For those of you at home, you'll get an opportunity to uh, cast a vote uh, on our uh, Instagram page, uh, and other than, and then we'll reevaluate uh, in a couple weeks and and kind of cast our votes. For, we'll see who won. Uh, when once this uh, round of, of of people is done, then we're gonna go back through and and then have uh, everybody fight again a second time. Uh, but until then. This has been the Thundercast. Indeed it has. Uh, if you like what you heard, please uh, give us a follow on social media. We are uh, so, uh, Thunder Lizard Collective on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And on Twitter, we are Thunder Lizard OG. Uh, also, I just realized this, you, you should Yeah, it's my turn. I was, waiting, I was waiting for a point to jump in. <laughs> I'm sorry. I fucked up. <laughs> Go for How it. How dare you? I hate you now. No. Uh, and if you, yeah, if you liked what you heard, uh, tell your friends. Give us five-star reviews on iTunes. Share us on social media. And you can find us on social media, like uh, Christian just said. Uh, follow us on Spotify. Uh, give us likes all, all through all those things. And uh, we have some other shows as well, including Thunder and Dragons, where I am the Thundermaster. And uh, Christian and Liam and our friend Dan all play uh, characters. Uh, you're all They're all gods, and it's a lot of fun. Which is currently out, and you yeah, can find it. First two episodes are out. Third episode should be coming out uh, in two weeks from now, probably a week from when this comes out. Yeah, like that. Yeah, a week from when this episode comes yeah, out. Perfect. And we have some other shows in development, uh, including one where uh, Christian listens to embarrassing stories. I believe I've kind of changed the concept. Oh, now. okay. It's just, it is still called Expose Yourself, and that's kind of the main premise. But it's more of a storytelling podcast. Okay, right on, right on. And eventually, at some point, uh, when we get a chance to actually work on it, Liam and I have uh, a podcast as well that we're working on. We don't have a name for it yet because the name we came up with was stupid. And very hard to spell. Yeah, that too. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> who knows? Maybe you'll hear from the Philosophy Lizard sometime soon. <laughs> we'll see. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. I think that's all the announcements we had. I believe so. Uh, this has been the Thundercast for this week. My name is Christian. My name is Lucas. And I'm Liam. See ya. imagine if like you were this is popping in my head but if, if you were in a movie and you didn't know it and then you were just like like you happen to be an extra they're shooting on the street and then you're watching the movie in the theater and you're like is that me <laughs> that's me well, yeah, it would be like that time over the summer when i when uh we accidentally found the ghostbuster set and uh, like imagine if i walked on her and didn't know and, and you just... just decide to use potato yeah. and... keep your eyes peeled everybody uh, go to busters afterlife look out for well you don't know what liam looks like yeah so. <laughs> well maybe oh, you do well, it looks know. like ryan seacrest <laughs>